working hard for something that you really want, it will never go out of style to work hard for something that you want, especially if there's a certain outcome that you're expecting. Um, and so even post Miss TSU, looking for a career, even graduating from college and starting that job and getting promoted, there, that really does set a pace for knowing that, hey, I know deep down the way the way my process works is that if I put the work in, the result will be there. This principle of success is called the Mastermind Principle. The, 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 the Mastermind Your Life Podcast. Podcast. If you're wanting to realize your ideas, goals, and dreams, and on the journey of masterminding your life, it's time for the podcast made just for you. This is the Mastermind Your Life Podcast. Let's go! With Tolu Owoyemi. 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 Hey, 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 what's going on, my masterminders? Welcome to another episode of Mastermind Your Life. We got Olivia Turner in the house, aka Miss Texas Southern University. She graduated with a bachelor's of science in mathematics and a minor in health studies. She's currently a senior cyber engineer for Deloitte, which is a multinational professional service network. That sounds pretty awesome. Uh, Olivia, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Nah, thank you for, it seems like you really, really paid attention in college and um, <laughs> cybersecurity, cyber engineer. How, first of all, before we even get into, you know, the details and the weeds about that, talk about um, TSU. Oh, TSU. How was that experience? Yeah, how was, how was, how was TSU? How was that? And we even spoke a little bit. You were like, I grew up in California. And in the schools, you know, it was Latino and it was minorities and it was a talk about that shock. Okay, well, yes, I'm from California, um, spent most of my life there on military base. My dad was a Marine, so I'm the daughter of. Hey, 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 every, everywhere we go. Yes. Same here, oh, okay. same here. Everywhere we go, yes. people want to know yes. where we're from. Yes, so I basically was a military brat and um, been in a couple places. I even started out in Texas, um, I think in Fort Hood. Parents moved to California. And um, by the time my junior and senior year came of high school, I had to figure out what I was going to do. For the most part, I thought I was going to stay in California. Um, and I had some friends that kind of wanted to venture out. Um, I was the president of the Black Student Union, so there was a couple steps that got me to where I am today. Um, uh, going to TSU, that would be my first time in Houston, my first time at an HBCU. I accepted um, with no visit, never been to Houston, never been to TSU, barely went to Texas. So uh, when I pulled up, that was the beginning of my journey there. And uh, so uh, what, what were some of the things that immediately like you were like, whoa, like what's going on here? It's a lot of black people. It's a lot of black people and I like it. I love it. I see people that look like me. And um, I actually came to TSU at the beginning for, um, I had a scholarship mandate that required me to come and do a couple courses prior. So I took a lot of my intros during the summer. So I got to be on the campus the summer prior to my freshman year. Um, and that gave me a little bit of taste of Houston. The first thing was it's very humid here. Right? So uh, my hair didn't last a day before I, when I got there. Um, but I got to just, have an experience that I, I I don't want to compare it, but it felt like drumline times ten thousand. Oh wow! Woo. That's what it felt like for me. Everything was new to me. The band was new. There was like five or six people in my band in high school, you know, and we didn't have we didn't have coordination, and we weren't doing all this stuff on the field. So my first moment where I realized like this is going to be amazing was when I attended Labor Day Classic my freshman year. Mm. And what was that like the marching band? Was it? Um, yeah. So I believe it's, uh, we play PB and, um, we were, we were in a huge stadium. My, my roommates were from Mississippi. 
So they were familiar with like Jackson State and, and HBCUs overall. So everything is completely new to me. I'm pretty sure they were probably laughing because I just thought everything was amazing. The band is playing. Oh my gosh, look at the motions. Everything was like this. I could see, I could stay here. This is, this is going to be my life for the next couple years. <laughs> this is it. This is it. I, 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 I can see myself fitting in here. I, okay. I like the vibe. Yeah, this, I can, uh, exactly. I like this. Um, and uh, I saw Miss TSU, and I was like, who's that? Whoever she is, I want to be that. And so um, I did the work. I had to become a rising junior. So I took extra courses to become a junior early. And um, I competed in the Miss Texas Southern University Scholarship Pageant. And I hadn't competed in pageants before. So it was also my first time doing that as well. And here, I see that there's a heavy, heavy emphasis on scholarships. TSU's Lewis Stokes, Freeman's Honor Scholarship, Marine Corps Scholarship, Miss Turn uh, Scholarship Ambassador, uh, Black Student Union Ambassador. So talk about the emphasis on scholarships. Was that like a strategy that you're like, okay, I'm gonna go along this route? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, because when you're going out of state, you just don't know what the real deal is. Um, I, I don't think I knew what out of state tuition meant till I got there. Um, and luckily from the scholarship that I had, I did get a waiver for in-state tuition. So um, when I got accepted, I did get a partial scholarship. And I, that was more than the California colleges were giving me because you know, I, I don't, I don't know why, but I sent in all my information and I got a scholarship back and I said, Ooh, I like free money. So that's also going to be another reason why I choose to go here. And, um, you don't realize, uh, when you are going to HBCU, there is a tab on there that will list scholarships that you can apply for. And a lot of times I think people are unaware of the amount of scholarships that are out there for specific colleges and universities, right? Because when you're competing for national scholarships, you're going up against thousands and thousands of applicants. But you look at your university that you're applying to, and a lot of them do have scholarships that are specifically meant for certain majors, um, certain levels, uh, classification. And so for me, I was like, why not? You know, and I received that scholarship. And that was definitely another reason why I decided to go to uh, TSU. Awesome. Awesome. And, you know, what that's uh, rewinding back to what you said, you know, you saw Miss TSU and something in you was like, OK, that's going to be me yes. in a few. Uh, and you said you had become like a rising star junior. Mm -hmm. So. Talk about because I almost think like Miss TSU, you got to be seen. You know, yes. people got to see you yes. at, at this department. You got to show up to this event. You got to participate here. So you know, your face has to be like, oh, that's that's Olivia. Oh, okay, that's you know, like over the whole campus. Absolutely. So was that something that you know you were coming out of your shell, or or you already like that? Like, oh, I got like back home, like. Or was it something like you had to Ooh. change? Or you know, I was I was homecoming queen in high school, so I felt like I I've always had a competitive bone in my body. And Miss TSU is a competition, and like you mentioned, you have to be everywhere. Even running as a contestant, we had to be present at a lot of things that Miss TSU was at. So, I mean, I liked the competition aspect, the amount of work that I had to put in. There was a lot of things that did get me out of my comfort zone. Um, you know, I wouldn't say that like my talent is competing against people, but um, I had to have a talent and I was like, well, what, what am I going to do? And so I figured I, I would dance because I took dance younger and in middle school. So I had to pull that back out. And um, I think that was probably the hardest part of the competition. I told my advisor, I said, I'm so glad this part is over because I'm, I'm, I'm shy when it comes to stuff like that. So that, that was new for me. 
Um, and you, you see all these people, the lights are, you know, so bright and it has to be two minutes. And I said, just two minutes. That's all you got to do. I don't even think I bowed when I finished. I think I did a nice body roll and I was exiting stage left. I was like, I'm, I'm done. We finished the hard part. Let's move on to the rest of the competition. Wow. That's, that's uh super dope. Is it within that same competition, that same day that they make the decision as to who's going to be the pageant winner? Yes, yes. So after we do um, intros and we do swimsuit and we do talent and final question, um, they line us up at the end and they go over first runner-up, second runner-up and Miss Congeniality and Miss Photogenic. And they announced that night who won the competition. So how, when they, did you know, like, do you already, were you already like, man, I got this, like, come on now, like, who don't know Miss Olivia gonna turn up in here, like, or was <laughs> it, like, oh my God, like, whew, I'm praying to God, Jesus, Jesus, or like, what, what were you feeling at that time? You know, I knew, I knew that I put in 150%. I knew that. I knew that I had been social. I knew that I practiced this dance. I picked my outfit. I did my interview. I felt great coming out of that. I answered my final question. I, and I got a little stuck on my final question, but I was able to recover without, you know, looking. I think I probably judged myself harder on my final question than anybody else did. Um, but at the end, when we were lining up, in in my heart, I knew that I had given 150% and that crown was going to be mine. Mm. That's dope. And um, I, I had come out my comfort zone. I worked hard. I listened to I listened to my advisors. I listened to um, former like former queens. Um, we did a lot of research on them, or at least you know I did. And so and uh, the previous queen before me, um, Chartagier Wright, that was like the queen that I saw, and I said that's. I want that type of presence. I want to be Miss TSU. And so I did get some advice from her because who wouldn't, why wouldn't you ask the person who is in the position that you want to be in? How did you get here? How did you feel? So um, when they called my name, well, they didn't even call my name. They called my, my contestant number. So you got to make sure you're so hyped up that you can correlate your number and your name still. Um, and yes, my, they called contestant number nine and I was like, yes. <laughs> it was more like, oh my God, but it was in my mouth. Like, that's me. That's me. So like, I would always say to myself something like that. I'm like, okay, so now you're, you, 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 you're the queen or like you're the Miss TSU. What does that entitle? Was there some kind of like perks or like benefits? And then, I mean, I think like. Maybe officially they got, the, you know, they give you like, hey, this is your parking spot or like, mm -hmm. you know, you get some free. F but what officially did it give you? But secondly, how did the how the campus, how did the college, how did the university react to you? Well, um, on the first part of the question, we do get a parking spot. We get to stay in like a certain building on the campus that's, you know, closer to the campus in case you need to get there for something. Um we do get a scholarship and uh, I, I don't know how, how there's not too many like out like outlandish perks um, but I mean you get things for you know winning a competition and representing your university um, to the second question so I actually I have a video that someone shot that night when I did win and uh, when they said my number just everyone it got so loud I, I was shocked but you can hear like the audience like screaming and like my, you can see my best friend in the corner jumping and like cheering me on. And so I think that I, I think that um, socially my university was proud of me and, you know, happy that I was able to represent the school in such a manner. Well deserved. She deserved it. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. So how did that you know, moment or putting in the work to become that person worthy of that title. How did that affect the rest of your, I can even say life, you know, or life so far, but especially like the moments of immediately 
years to come or months to come did you feel more confident as a person do you feel like okay i can handle these situations that i come across because you know um i trained myself you know i put in the work you know i was able to set my goal on something that i achieved that goal so now these other goals here i come absolutely um working hard for something that you really want um will always it will never go out of style to work hard for something that you want especially if there's a certain outcome that you're expecting um and so even post miss tissue looking for a career um even graduating from college and starting that job and getting promoted there that really does set a pace for knowing that hey i know deep down the way the way my process works is that if i put the work in the result will be there it may not be there instantly but it will it will come and it'll feel just as great as it did putting in the work to get there so um definitely working hard and competing um i mean that's i work in corporate that's it is a competition i think um just like anything else you do you're either competing against someone or you're competing against yourself you know to be better. So for me, I'm like, hey, I know I know what it looks like when I get results and I know what it looks like to put the work in to get those results. Do you think that you thrive off of pressure or you get a thrill out of certain pressure environments? You, <laughs> you know, I think I do, but I'm also working on just thriving overall like I don't want to always feel pressure. It's actually kind of tiring to always feel pressure. Um most of the pressure I put on myself, it's it's like a personal thing I have going on with myself is that's where a lot of the pressure comes from is because I know that I want to make it to my next destination and so I do put a lot of pressure on myself, but I'm also kind of practicing being present. in a moment and looking at how far I've come and being happy where I am right now because I know that I know me I'm going to always want the next thing but I also want to appreciate how far I've come already you know be proud of where you are right now enjoy the moment right now this moment you'll never get again where you are right now you'll never get again so I like to I try to work on that that's correct big time and that putting pressure on oneself you know because there's an objective or you know going after the next thing it stays here you know bachelor's of science in math and then a minor in health studies was math something that uh excited you you know looking at you know geometry and you know quadratic equations and you know XYZ algebra. <laughs> Actually, yes. Yes, um I have a teacher. I think she still teaches at my high school. I'm not sure. Her name is Jessie Perez. Um she got me into math. The way she taught it, wow. There was no way you can understand it. Um and that's where I think I started to really like/love math cuz it's a love relationship with math sometimes especially when that outcome's not you know it's, it's just not translating but i knew that i was going to um get a degree in math i just didn't know what i was going to do with it at the time so um i had already declared my major when i when i got to tsu okay this is super dope because usually uh in our community uh math is a little bit more frowned upon or is a little bit more like shy away from you know people hey I don't know about all that math stuff right there I mean the English English is cool now I can speak the mnemonics and the English like, <laughs> go back and forth but the math right. I don't know about the math so um she kind of ignited that spark within you whereby you were like whoa like because and I think that's key to you know people's development as you know especially young adults young adolescents is you know the style and method in which you're being taught can either spark uh inquisitive kind of nature for the rest of your life or it does destroy and you just never ever want to see anything related to that subject again 
for the rest of your life. You're 100% right. Um, I see that all the time. Um, I've tutored people and they're like, I just hate math. And I'm, and you, you listen to the process of where they started hating it. And it's usually because they got left behind. Um, and so that my platform when I was Miss TSU was bridging the gap between minorities and mathematics. That was my whole thing. So um, at the at the time I had wrote, I had won the Verizon Ultimate Rain competition and I hosted a mathematics bowl between I think Worthing and Yates High School and we set it up like Jeopardy and they brought their top five mathletes if you want to call them and they did an entire math competition um, at TSU mm -hmm. and um, they won they won these TI inspire calculators if you're not like a like a math geek you probably wouldn't care but they're like these top-notch calculators that have an amazing screen so clear they got beats I mean it was really awesome to see them uh, use their math skills in competition so uh, I used the competition money for that and then I also provided scholarships for people majoring in STEM fields Wow have you ever seen and you kind of remind me of, have you ever seen Hidden Figures? Absolutely. Of course I've seen Hidden Figures. Yeah, I'm kind of getting a vibe from you or like a spirit. Or I don't know what to call it, like energy or something. But that's, that's the feeling that I'm getting. So it's kind of dope um, to see that and to see uh, math and ambition and smarts and beauty and, you know, all of that. And not only that, but uh, Cyber Engineer um at Deloitte so that's all by itself another whole conversation uh <laughs> but it is it is let's talk about um you know when people come out of college you know literally the playing field the corporate field you know the work field it's so massive there's so many options to choose from it is what route to go how was your kind of transition? Like, you know, was it an internship? You know, hey, she knows the person that knows this person, go work there for a couple of months or talk about like that uh, journey. All right, well, um, I did intern at Clemson University one summer and that was pretty awesome. Um, I did a, I did a more of a science uh, kind of project and created a journal that I got published over a while ago. Um, and then I applied to the Thurgood Marshall College Fund Leadership Institute, which, if I remember correctly, is a conference that is open to public historical black colleges and universities. I think there's a couple, couple private HBCUs that can go. I'm not sure, but I know that it's tailored specifically to students attending HBCUs. And so I went there. I interviewed. Um, I used my T Miss TSU interview skills for a, a company, and uh, a month later, I did I think one more interview, and I received my letter of intent to work for them contingent upon graduation um, the semester prior to graduating. So they wanted you to graduate one semester earlier in order to come and work for them. They wanted me to. Uh, they, they basically sent me a job offer in December and I graduated that following May and I started working for them in June. Wow. And so I just had to graduate <laughs> and I could go work at, at my first company post-college. And what was the name of this company? Booz Allen Hamilton. They are also a consulting firm. Okay. <laughs> um, so yes. And, um, Talk about Hamilton. Talk about Goose Allen. What is a consulting firm? Is it they're working on uh, custom projects that other huge corporate like what, what? What does a consultation uh, consultant firm do? You know what I've learned is a consultant is going to learn how to be an expert in whatever you need them to be an expert in for the time of a contract. Um, so when I first started, the first two or three weeks, I thought I wanted to quit because I had no clue what I was doing. I read the job description. I'm wondering, how did I get hired here? Um, and actually, uh, a I don't remember, I think a senior manager took me up under their wing for a proposal. 
And then they said, hey, do you want to get into nuclear cybersecurity? And I said, oh, I don't know if my resume is going to fit for this type of project. They're like, it's okay. We'll teach you. And um, (laughs) we're going to alley hoop you. Exactly. And that is my introduction into cybersecurity. I was like tossed, tossed in in the ocean and learned how to swim. So from there, I just, I enjoyed it. Cyber engineer so boost allen hamilton she's like hey look we got this opportunity there's a proposal you're young you're smart you're intelligent you're capable let's go ahead alley hoop you we we noticed something about you we want to pitch you in here so from there she starts coaching starts guiding you probably she's got a lot of contacts a lot of connects and hey let's connect these dots get you in there how did that translate to deloitte so um, I worked a couple years in cybersecurity, did a couple different things, moved to a couple projects, traveled to a couple different states. And um, I had one of my friends, uh, Tanika, she said, hey, they have this opening here at Deloitte and I think you'd be great for it. So I'm going to I'm going to put you in as a referral, you know, and I was like, OK, I'm not looking for a job. I'm, I'm pretty good where I'm at. Um, and I interviewed with their team once and then HR once and then they said, we want you when can you start wow. and that job and had nothing to do with what i did for the last three years at the other job so you basically had to learn on the spot what the expectations were of you and then you had to change yourself to deliver those uh expectations to deliver results yes yeah, so what i i mean i guess once again the life of a consultant even if you work directly for a company it's learning to be great at what you do and you know setting your own expectations for yourself i came into that position and they hit me with hey can you produce this for us and in my mind i'm like i know what my resume said and i know that it didn't have this tool on here that you would like me to use but we have you know google and youtube university and udemy and all these resources that i I figured it out what 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 tool was that? Taboola? Um, Azure DevOps. Mm. Yeah, they wanted me to go in there and create an entire work stream for them. I was like, I, I know that wasn't on my resume. I know it wasn't because I'm looking at my resume. I wanted to make sure that I didn't accidentally put on there, you know, that I was capable of doing something like that. And, you know, to, to be transparent, right? I've had a technical interview mm. where... I may have put that I was intermediate at something. Okay. And they just, they put that computer in front of me and they plugged it into a projector and they said, Go ahead. <laughs> Fire away. And I always tell people, it was so hot. It was so hot in that room because I did not know what I was doing. And that right there let me know, we're going to just, we're just going to take that off. We're going to take that off our resume unless we're really going to dig into the details of how to be proficient and this skill set so i had learned through trial and error like listen just put on there what you can at least tell a story to hey. when you're in being interviewed yeah okay that's smart i, I like that if you go piss that off the deep end and they pull your card on it that's gonna be a whole different story and they pulled it they pulled it they they pulled it up and they put it on the projector and i was like oh, <laughs> this is uh this this looks different than what the website said, but we're gonna, we, we tried. I I tried, I did, and then I just let them know. I don't know how to do this. Oh do man. This. And- oh, a cyber engineer, right? So you're engineering like cyber constructs mm-hmm. that the company uses. Like, could you kind of, to be honest, I hear of a cyber engineer. I'm like, is she building like the network infrastructure? Is she building kind of like the, you know, internet modules for, you know, contained within the company? You know, like <laughs> what, what does a cyber engineer do? So the best thing about cyber is it's, it's similar to tech, right? There's a huge umbrella and there are so many markets and gateways that you can choose to be a part of. Um, I work for the security operations area, so I'm always making sure that um, applications are secure, rebuilding them, changing permissions, um, ingesting new things, testing them out. Um, That's kind of one aspect of what I have. I'm also managing part of that cyber 
structure um, and making sure that we're results driven that we have you know the numbers that are matching up to the amount of team members we have are we being overworked are we being underworked how can we be utilized so there's like a cyber management part of that as well um so when i say cyber engineering i know it sounds scary like oh my god can she hack and i don't know if i can you know i'm not gonna say i don't know how to or i do know how to um but it is just a matter of figuring out what you're talking about. There's a lot of things that I learn something new every day at my job. That's what I tell my team every day. I learn something new, whether it's, hey, don't do that again. Or how did you do that? Or even explaining how I did something to prove that I have the knowledge um, and, you know, and the capacity to actually execute that on my own. So um, I definitely have learned a lot and um I think it's pretty cool I mean I thought about something last week and I was telling my my manager I remember when I first got here you had to kind of walk me through how to do this and now I'm, I'm walking you through it and trying to explain all the new things that are improving and all the new infrastructures we've added she's like you definitely have grown and so it's always good to know that uh you work in an area that is innovative and changes every single day and there's always something happening where you have a little bit of job security um and i think i, I enjoyed it for now this is like what i like to do and and what part about it do you think is the most um rewarding like the most enlivening like you, you can't look he's like oh my god yes like i get to do that like what what part of that whole process is it delivering results making sure that you know applications are secure or is it the part of like the ever-changing models and you know different updates and upgrades and okay we're switching over to this application i gotta put in make sure the cohesive secure procedure protocol around it is good to, like which, which part of all of that is uh, most exciting to you I, I i would say the curiosity of it all um my team, the team I work with is amazing and they are extremely helpful. If you can't figure out something, pass it on to someone else and they will try their best to help you. I know that a lot of people, you know, having a supportive team will help, you know, you'll like your job more, right? When you're not feeling like you're stuck and it's only up to you to figure it out. Um, but also just the curiosity of everything. Like on the daily, I have about 30 tabs open. And that's me researching issues, errors, trying to see if anyone else has the same problems, you know, looking at something else. Maybe I can translate this into my environment. Let's test it a couple times. Oh, it's not working. That's fine. Um, and then you get to the result where everything is working as planned. And I think that's what makes it rewarding. It's like the dig. It's the curiosity. It's the testing to get there. And then you finally get this result and you're able to pass that on to someone else because you won't be the first or the last person to have this issue so at least when you figure it out you know you save that knowledge and then you pass on to anyone else especially if they even ask you or your name comes up they're like oh she's worked on this platform before ask her she got it working you know so i think that getting to the the final results of all once again my life story i guess getting to the final result of all that work that's the rewarding part when it works and it's not broken anymore Nah, that's seriously dope how do you think other people within the office see you if there was like one word they would use to describe you oh let's see um hmm, how would they describe me at work i would say inquisitive I definitely like asking questions. I'll pull everybody on a call. We'll, we'll talk about it. Um, and then we'll bounce ideas off of each other. I would say inquisitive. And then I would also say like social. Um, I do a lot of social stuff with my team because we work with an international team and us. And there's actually a lot of different things that international teams do and talk about. So, you know, bi-weekly, I like to put some stuff together. Um, and we have discussions. I think the last discussion we had, my, my, I had a friend send me a video and it was asking um, women in particular, 
why are they remarkable? I think it was from Google or something. But they were asking women, why are they remarkable? And it was so hard to answer that question because people can give out compliments, but it's so hard to compliment yourself. And all these people I work with are smart. They are amazing. And they couldn't even get out at least three words to describe themselves as to why they're remarkable. So I said, okay, well, we're going to come back to this in two weeks. And we're going to see if we have different answers. And I think that that's the good thing because you, everyone works so hard and you're so great at what you do. Why don't you think you're great at what you do? You know, let's talk about it because I think if you really believe that you're great at what you do, not only will you perform better professionally, but I, I think personally as well. Mm, that's an interesting thought pattern. Okay. Uh, definitely. I think that's super correct. You know, belief your thought process about yourself and the value that you produce in the workplace extremely key okay um what are things that are your pet peeves super super pet peeves you're like yo like <laughs> i'll stomp somebody out like if you keep like what what's some things that's like pet peeves either you know around the house or like at work or like oh pet peeves for sure at work is when people see that i'm like busy and then they still put a meaning in that busy section of my calendar. I'm like, it's busy for a reason. You know, there's probably already a meeting there and you just overlapped me. That That's a pet peeve for sure. And um, I, it's like a give or take. But people, when they're not, they forget they're not on Wi-Fi and you're on FaceTime and it's like all, you know, pixelated and it's, it's breaking up. And I'm like, are you, you know, my friends and I were like, are you on Wi-Fi? Like, but what's going on with the conversation? I'll just call you regular because I can't, it's breaking up. It, it sounds a little demonic. I can't, I'm just going to hang up. Um, and I, you know, I don't think I have a lot. I have a lot of patience. So if, if you are getting a pet peeve reaction out of me, it's probably definitely repeated behavior and I probably will say something, but yeah, I don't, I, I just, pet peeves are stressful. You know, and I try not to be stressed. That's the number one thing. If it's if it's not going to matter in like five minutes, I, I just I can't even give it energy. I can't give it energy. I already got a lot. You know, I got work and I, you know family, and so I'm like, I need to limit the amount of stress that I I receive because it's really to pe a pet peeve is personal. You're receiving that and you're translating it into stress. I don't have I don't have time. Um, yeah, I like to not be stressed. Definitely. And talking about not being stressed, after work, work is done, what are ways that you de-stress? You know, some people, you know, go for a hike, some people sip some wine, not Netflix, like some people spa, massage, they're doing all kinds of, but what are some of the things that you enjoy doing kind of like outside of work that uh, de-stresses, relaxes you? Mm -hmm. I definitely like outdoor walks. I'll take outdoor walks, maybe do an outdoor run if I'm filling up to it. Um, read. Um, I like to read books and uh, go to the gym. And so uh, that those are like my wind down moments. Uh, the gym is always like, hey, you did your daily fitness. Uh, you're being a healthy adult. Um, reading is for fun. Um, I like books about like happiness, joy. Um, I like to take my son to the park and just watch him enjoy himself. So, um, I, I, I really try to disconnect from what all has happened throughout the day when it's time to wind down. Cause it'll, it'll start back over tomorrow. I don't have to worry about missing it. It'll be there tomorrow. Okay. And, um, you know, you talked about a son a couple of times. So now you've had this like rich history and, you know, putting yourself in these situations and, you know, adapting to meet, you know, expectations that are higher than you and, you know, rising to meet those circumstances. How or what are your thoughts as to maybe how to uh, have him possess some of those characteristics or attributes as well? You know, um, we have a lot of communication. I'm sure that there's some things that he's joking around about that turn into lectures. You know, I think that's just like me embodying my parents as a child. Uh, but we definitely talk about a lot of things. We we actually had an entire conversation about money 
uh, the other day we talked about goals. I actually make him tell me that he's amazing as well because I want that self-love to be there at a young age and watch it develop and grow. I want you to know things that you like about yourself and I want you to learn to know yourself. I don't want anyone to make you think that you have to change who you are. Um, and, I, and I think that um, if I can instill that in him now, create that confidence in him now to make decisions and to really think, try your best to articulate your thoughts, um, I know that that will, that will help him in the long run. Um, that's the biggest thing for me. Even if he's upset about something, I'm like, let's breathe. Now, try to tell me what's going on. What's the root of it? I think he told me the other day he thought I was mad at him because he was asking me for V-Bucks. And I told him no. And he's like, I know I had an attitude, but I thought you were mad at me. <laughs> and I said, well, first off, first oh, off, wow. I'm an adult. You're a child. Right? So there's, I can't think of anything that would make me mad at you. Right? Um, but... I need you to understand that my money that I work hard for, we just can't throw it on the fake money that you're using for the game. I, I don't. There's no return on investment on Fortnite, you know. So, um, what I told him was, like myself, I have a job and I get paid. So let's create some job skills for you, some some qualifications that will get you to get the the V bucks that you're looking for. Because at the end of the day, if you're an entrepreneur, if you work for someone. You still have to put in work to get your income. You know, it doesn't matter if even if it's passive, you still had to put in some work to get there. So for him, I'm like, well, looks like we're going into the work ethic lecture. Um, and so I think that I'm just trying to instill like responsibility, confidence, self-love and things like that in him at a young age, even if he's not 100% sure what it looks like or what it is. I just want if you keep hearing it right um, it'll eventually resonate with you. And I, I want those positive qualities to resonate with him. And so as he gets older, you know, he knows how to communicate himself. He knows how to communicate his feelings. He knows what it means to work hard. Um, he knows what the, the result is of, you know, all the hard work that you do. So with him, I think he, I think he's working through it. And uh, sometimes I just say, just, just get the V-Bucks. Okay, just... Just buy them because I don't have another lecture in me right now. Just take it and get out of my head for now. Just go ahead, man. You because you wearing me out. You wearing me out, and you, you're trying to, you know, it's like when you get offered a salary and you try to rebuttal it back. I'm like, you rebuttaling me. You're trying to like offer me different stances on how you can still get them. Like, it's like, hold on, hold on, mom. Let me talk to you. Let, let me let me break it down. Right, 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 like, right, right. I don't, exactly. Don't break nothing down for me. Hey, take. <laughs> You're lucky. Um, You're lucky. It's a good day. Just go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, no, definitely. And as we begin to um, wrap up, how does your um, your husband see all of this? Like, you know, the Deloitte and, you know, how does he help in terms of, you know, like support and he does cheering you on or, you know, like the different aspects of, you know, this progress in life? You know, all of those sound really awesome if I had a husband, um, but I don't. So I am solo out here trying to make it happen. And, uh, you know, if he finds me, you know, I'll be right here in Houston, Texas. Oh, yeah. No, nah, definitely. Uh, all the fellas listening to this. Um, <laughs> uh, but Not I a shout out. <laughs> oh, man. But I, I think, no, I think that's. That's a no-brainer unless the guy's intimidated just because he hasn't done the self-work to uh, be in your presence as a queen. Um, so I think at the end of the day, too, as well, uh, you're able to not only sustain yourself, but think about like the immense, you know, self-development that occurs from, you know, being able to think and plot and progress and plan and just think about the future so it, it, it's quite awesome and it just goes to show that um spirit of excellence you know of striving and you know yeah no nah, definitely and being thank you that's definitely a good way to look at it that's definitely a good way to look at it. you know life happens you know you imagine a lot of things for yourself personally 
um, and you're, you will learn how you heal and grow through uh, challenging experiences. And um, someone's always asked me, do you feel like you were never going to get out of something? And I was like, never. I've always known. I don't know what God is doing, but I have not ever felt like I could not get out of anything that I'm in. You know, so I know that there's always a light at the end of the tunnel for me. I just can't give up. Um, and so it may not look like what I want or I feel like it doesn't look like I, it, I want it to. But I know I'm where I'm supposed to be right now at this time. That's who I'm supposed to be, you know. So I don't know what the future tells, but I'm sure that you know, I know God got me. So I'm not worried about it. Yeah, especially if you are believer in God, you say, look, I know the plans that I have for you, plans for you to prosper and plans for you to succeed. So, you know, that God, God is strong. God will show up one day and be like, bam, like, this is it. Exactly. I tell my best friend, I said, I, I know God loves me. I, I, he, he always laughs. I'm like, I, well, I, I know. I know God loves me, so I'm not worried about it. I just know I need to keep putting in the work. He's giving me the resources, the tools. I'm able and so what I will do is not give up. Awesome. And that's 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 how I got to do it. Awesome. Now, you know, speaking to, you know, generations or, you know, people that are trying to come up or people trying to, how do I get into the corporate world? Or what do I got to do? And how do I think about it? And da, 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 X, Y, Z. What are some like words of uh, guidance or direction that you would give them? Ooh, you know. I really like this question because I've been interviewing people lately. And one thing I will say is if you're younger, you haven't got the experience, create your own experience. If you're trying to get into tech, find a project and 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 make it work for you. And that will be your experience. It is so impressive to see someone take initiative to create something on their own. And it doesn't have to be perfect, but it will speak to the projects and things that you've decided to take initiative on and work um, work through. If you're trying to be in tech and you know where you, where you want to fall in that category, if there are some foundational certifications you can get and you don't have the experience but you want to be competitive, um, work on some of those certifications, the foundational ones at least, and then use that knowledge and apply it to some some experience you've created for yourself. I, we were just talking about this the other day with my friends. If you take the initiative to just make your own project, say, I'm going to figure out, you know, how many people in the world uh, are of more than two or three ethnic groups. And then I want to narrow it down and make a dashboard that's live and people can actively click on it and see the different things. That's a project. And you can speak to how you use different things and how you troubleshoot it. Now you have these experience that we can apply to the skill sets on your resume. So just yeah. even if you have a professor, ask them, hey, can what what's something that I could work on and then show you we can run through it and then add it to your resume internships. If you're at an HBCU, look at the conferences. They're good Marshall College Fund Leadership Institute literally hires people at the conference fortune 100 companies are there wow. right so and you you're there because you attend an hbcu right so if you're if you become a queen if you join a sorority if you do anything that allows you to network actually network you know so that's right you you there, there's a chance there there's i know it, it seems like in these times it feels like uh you get a lot of denials or you feel like you're not you're never going to get in but um network um you can add me on linkedin you know and we can talk about your resume we can figure out how to fix some of the terminology there's so many things that you can do to prepare yourself you know before graduation or even closely after graduation for corporate and for tech Wow, that's uh, extremely powerful, especially creating your own experience, because when you create your own experience, there's like a sense of power. There's a sense of like you birthed that experience and it wasn't like somebody taking a mechanical claw and dropping you in this artificial situation that you're like, ah, what is this? Um, so now nah, that's uh, super dope. Uh, you know, we just want to say, you know, thank you 
for you know who you are uh everything that you've done thank you yeah and thank you for being a role model that you are because it's definitely inspiring to see that uh spirit of progress and just striving and just continuously getting better and better and better as time goes on and um not only that but in a corporate environment too as well whereby you know there's a lot of tension in the air and you know what's the expectations and what are the results and you know it's just the spirit of that uh, american entrepreneurial you know hustle but at a very like refined and cutthroat level so um yeah okay nah definitely so thank you um for taking the time out of your day uh we super 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 appreciate it do you have any final words anything that you want to get off your chest a tsu rant you want to tsu up um, <sighs> well i mean i'll say we know who the real tsu is which is texas southern university we know that all right and then the last thing is ashley of course i will not forget the book comes out September 30th, the HBCU Experience, the Royal University Queen's second edition. Um, you can find it on Amazon. And um, it's going to be a bunch of queens from um, HBCUs talking about their experiences. And I think it's it'll be really great for anyone who just wants to see or take a chance or consider the option of attending an HBCU. No, nah, definitely. Uh, like I said, a lot of flavor. And uh, you guys got to experience all of this uh, firsthand. Uh, Olivia, again, future is super crazy bright. Uh, we can't wait to see what it evolves into. Um, nah, keep us in the loop and just keep being great as you already are. Thank you. Thank you for having me. All right. Take care. All right, masterminders. Until next time, that's Mastermind Your Life. Stay tuned. Tap in. We're going to leave all the links to her so you guys can tap in. If you need information, if you want to get your resume checked out, if you just want to ask a couple of questions, until next time, my masterminders. Thank you for listening to the Mastermind Your Life podcast with Tolu Owoyemi. We hope you enjoy. Be sure to rate and review this podcast on your favorite listening platform and follow Tolu on Instagram at T-O-L-U dot O-W-O-Y-E-M-I. Keep mastering your life and we'll see you here next time.